Welcome back, failures. Ah, so nice to say that. I know that it has been a hot minute since I've put out an episode, um, and I wanted to start off first by explaining that the episode you're about to listen to wrecked me. (laughs) It wrecked me not doing it. Um, But what happened after I recorded kind of ruined me a little in some ways. It didn't ruin me, whatever. It just set me back Um, because it put me like not in a great headspace. And so I needed to do some like self-reflection and I know everyone's like, then why don't you just trash it? Oh, I tried. Trust me. I've taken this out of the trash can in my computer like so many times. Not because it's crap, but because of what happened afterwards. And that is where my struggle became. And editing it became a struggle because like awkward pauses sound, you know, just trying to make the sound work. I got to re-listen to it over and over again. And I just, I didn't want to. And so I took a long time on editing it and I don't even honest, I'm going to be honest. I couldn't listen to it after a certain point anymore. So I'm just hoping that I edited it correctly. I hope that the sound isn't crappy. I hope that you enjoy it in its in its intent and purpose. Um, but it was too much for me and I just couldn't actually listen to it one more time. I could, I mean, I feel like I could just like make an entire episode on why this, this recording bothered me so much. And part of me wants to sit here and bash the man. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about open relationships and just to like, just to have it out there. Like if you want to have an open relationship, that is great. If it works for you, amazing. Why am I so I don't know if it's even bitter. Why am I so annoyed with this lifestyle that he has chosen for himself is because I feel like he's lying to women and he's lying to himself. He is just selfish because as he sat there and explained to me what he's doing and their relationships, I'm like, this is a relationship and they are placeholders. And I'm only recognizing it because I had to recognize that I was a placeholder at one point in his life. And I'm sorry, but if you're okay with being a placeholder, like girlfriend or boyfriend, we like really need to work on like your confidence and self-esteem because no one should be okay with just being a placeholder, especially when you're sitting there telling someone that you love them because he read me a text message that one of the girls sent him where she said she loved him. And then he also sat there and told me at we're at dinner about how like one of them is trying to act like she's the girlfriend, that she has a hierarchy and that he has to put her in her place all the time. Like that he doesn't have any like emotional connection. Actually, he cares about them as humans, but like not as, you know, anything else. And then he'll sit there and deny that because to be faced with what he's really doing, it makes me sad because I got to see this good side in him. I, yes, I saw the crazy, ridiculous side in him, but I also saw a side that I loved and a side that I adored and a side that I respected and a side that I appreciated. And it's a side that he stifles. Like the second he realizes someone is recognizing it, he stifles it. He changes. He doesn't want to be that that version of himself, that version that he thinks is boring, the version that actually is more, more interesting than his wild and crazy life and the money that he has and the cool cars he drives. Like, so I really struggled with this episode, but I also felt like I'm going to put it out. 
I'm going to put it out because this is a real life tale of a fail. This is a real life situation. And these are, I don't know. I think that people can appreciate it. Maybe they can find some camaraderie or some like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in what I'm sharing. And to be fair, I had a lot of people reach out asking to hear his take on open relationships and like what his life is actually like. And so I want to honor those requests, even though it was really hard for me. Guys, this was really, this was really hard to do. Even just this recording right here. I mean, I've recorded it and deleted it like 15 times because sometimes I got real mean. Sometimes I got real sad. Sometimes I just was monotone about it. And yeah, enough of my babbling. We all know I am the queen of situationships and relationships gone wrong. So this episode is just going to fit right in. You guys want to buckle up because this one is a ride. So back by popular demand, we have the legend himself, MB, stirring his drink. He's already getting drunk, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like I have that uh, effect on men. <laughs> That's for sure. You guys are gluttons for punishment, but here I am again. So, <laughs> I feel like it's the 1960s and I'm in Mad Men with my swizzle stick getting ready for it. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a subject MB is the expert in. Pissing me off. I'm pretty good at it. I don't know that I'm an expert, but I do have lots of miles on that train, but okay, let's go. I'm just kidding. We are going to talk about open relationships. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to enlighten us. Okay. I'll be my best. So I'm going to be honest. This is not something that my personality likes. I'm selfish. So what's mine, it's mine. You can have my leftovers, but when I'm currently enjoying a man... That man is M-I-N-E. It's a very unhealthy outlook. Okay. No, it isn't. <laughs> I also discovered I turn into a psycho when it's not that way. So I'm good for this type of a lifestyle. But to each their own. So I'm turning over the reins to MV. But I'm going to ask you a few questions. Thank you. First question. Yes. How do you even realize that this was something you wanted to explore? Um, I think that... I tried it the other way a lot, and it's trial and error for sure. But after a while, I kind of realized that it was not uh, doing it the same way over and over and getting the same result, which was not the result I wanted. I need to change how I approach things, even though maybe it was not the way that most people approach them, but most people fail. So maybe there was a different way to do it. And uh, it's definitely not... Uh, you're going to take off your shoes because you're squeaking. I'm squeaking? You're nervous. I am not nervous. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to plant these feet right here and I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I don't think it's for everybody for sure, but I think for a lot of people it's uh, it's a way that they can, um, you know, that they can move forward and actually have some kind of fulfilling relationships without running into a roadblock everywhere that they go. And if they're good with it and their partners are good with it and they're honest, then I think it works. But it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But do your feelings ever get hurt? No. Um if you're like a jealous type and you're the type that's really, you know, you need to be on lockdown of where you're going, where you've been, let me see your phone, unlock this, who are you talking to? Probably not for you. But if you're someone who 
is trusting of your partner and knows that your partner has different, you know, is not going to believe that if your partner is a female and a really sexy guy walks by and we're going to pretend that that's not happening because we're going to lie to each other or we're going to be like, oh, you looked at him. No, I didn't. I'm looking at my feet. I really didn't. And that you're not a human being and that you don't have those desires and urges that you can't share with your partner, then well, we can lie to each other all day. But if I say, if I see that that happens and I don't get upset about it and I'm like, cool, I, I realize that you have, you know, your blood is red and that you do look at other things and this and that. And I'm not going to be afraid of that. If we, you know, you talk to me about it and this and that, it's fine. Instead of putting my head in the sand like an ostrich and act like that doesn't happen because it does. Yeah. But like, what I mean is, I mean, I could care less if I'm dating someone and I see that they check someone out, like we're at, you can't not notice people. That's not human. But I'm talking about like, you've never gotten jealous where you're like, they're clearly, obviously they're into someone else because they're doing someone else. doesn't mean that they're into somebody else. It just means that, that they saw something or, or something that was enticing to them. No different than if a Ferrari went by or something. It doesn't mean that they're in love with them. It doesn't threaten me and who I am as a man. It just means that, that they actually are healthy and that they are observant and that they have different needs and wishes that maybe they can actually be honest about instead of acting like they're not. And they have totally focused on me. If I'm enough to give them what I have and to be who I am to them and give it to them, then that's enough for me. I, I don't need them to feel like they have to be like so locked on to me at all times that they can't at least look around. You know? I know, but that's what, I mean, I, I just kind of said that though, like I will look, and I know that the guy's going to look, because you don't even do it on purpose. You just notice people and you're like, that's an attractive person. Well, 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 but well, I am talking about like, you've never gotten jealous because you see that person that you're with with someone else. That person that you're supposed to be no, caring about because you're in an open thing with I them. I do care about them. I care about them so much that I will, whatever makes, whatever is going to fulfill them and make them happy as they do it with me and not behind my back, that they are cool enough or that they're trusting enough to share that with me, whatever is going to make them happy and not be detrimental to me because it's hidden from me or it's happening behind closed doors or it's happening while I'm at work and they're not, that is the death knell for many relationships for me. But if you're cool enough to share it with me and tell me what you like and this and that, my only goal in all this, I'm beyond all that you have to be mine, I have to be yours and, and I own you and you own me. It's more whatever's going to make you happy, that's what I want. I want to go to what makes you happy. It might not make you happy. Something might, something might not, but I'm, I'm, I love you enough or I want to be with you enough that I want to see you fulfilled and happy, whatever the hell that looks like. And most people never get there. Most people are too caught up in their own insecurities and their own, uh, you know, the social mores that people pour on them and they're not able to get there. And that's okay, but it's also okay to be there. But you're like, I love them. Like, you really can say that you can love someone, like truly, truly be in love with someone and be like, okay seeing them physically with someone else absolutely 100 percent. how i've seen it many many times where a couple who's been together for a long long time and they they the reason that they can that they do stay together not emotionally they're not they're not gonna have toast in the morning and, and read the paper with these people or this person that is their emotional relationship with their partner but if they both agree that they're both going to spice up their relationship and they do it in an honest and loving way where they're both together and they both are uh, approving of both of it, there's no problem with it. If it's okay with her and it's okay with him or if it's okay with him and him or her and her, 
who the hell's to say that some rule that was made up in a puritanical time is 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 correct or not? Evidently, it's not because most people break up and most people get divorced. So, not saying that there's not some some utopia that's out there that's that can work that way, but man, their bang record is pretty freaking low. The the standard way to go. So, I know plenty of married people or people that have been together forever that have very professional people that have extraordinary lives that are happy to do their emotional things together, eat their Thanksgiving dinner together, and also go out on dates together. I'm not saying that, you know, some people will go out without, they'll send their spouse out with somebody else and they'll go with someone else. I don't, I'm not into that. I don't believe in that. Not saying I, I wouldn't say someone else could do that because maybe that's how they've grown and that's fine with me. I'm more of the fact that if you are, if we're together and you are interested in, in pursuing that with me, I have no problem with it. I'm not, I'm not uh, afraid of it. I'm not afraid. But how can you say that your way is better? I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying your way is not better. How are you? But how is my way so much worse that you're like, well, that doesn't even work. People break up. You're not with someone long term. I we're not going to we can't judge everything based on my on my own personal, you know, uh, just me and my experience. I know plenty of couples that have been married for a long, long, long time. And they'll go to a resort, they'll go to something like an all-inclusive, like a Desire or Riviera Maya, or they'll go to Temptations, or they'll go to Hedonism, or they'll go wherever they go. They don't even do it all the time. It's got to be a healthy balance. If you're doing this 24-7, well, I don't care if you're a committed couple, or if you're a married couple, or if you just met. If you're always on the prowl 24-7, then you're, you're not in a relationship, and you guys are just screwing around. That's not what we're talking about. They do that on the dating side, where they're acting like they don't look at anybody, or on the other side. I'm talking about people that have been together a long time and they figured out a way to make a relationship. Um, you know, the couple that strays together stays together. If they're doing it with each other and they're out there and they're doing it together way easier than if after 20 years, all of a sudden, you know, the, the guy wants the younger model or the wife wants the guy who doesn't have the beer belly and they run off and they kind of cheat on each other and they figure it out later. You can act like that doesn't happen, but it happens every day, all day, all day long. So why not go this way if you're not a jealous person or you you trust your mate enough not to usurp your relationship? Because some people seriously are just happy with, like, that one person. Of course. And some people are happy going the other way. There's not a one-size-fits-all for this thing. I know, that but you can't sit there and say that, like, the way that I do things is I'm not it saying, doesn't work. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that it doesn't work for a lot of people. For some people, it does. There's some people that are... So madly in love, you can put them on a desert island with a little bit of water and food, and they're good for the rest of their lives. God bless them. That's that's great. There's also people that, you know, throw basketballs and make $25 million a year. There's people that have exceptional experiences, but that's not everybody. So there's a lot of ways to skin this cat, and nobody is going to say your way is the wrong way. Everyone's going to say your way is the right way, and they're going to look at me and go, oh, that guy's nuts. But no, I'm really not. There's lots of ways for people to be fulfilled and happy, and just because... You may look at my way to be, well, that's weird or that's strange. doesn't mean it is. It just means that that's your own perception of it. I don't think, I mean, I like I've said, to each their own, it's not for me. And I already know it. For sure. That's okay. It's okay. We have a whole episode on why it's not for me. That's fine. It doesn't have to be for you. I, didn't, I know I didn't say that my way is right, but I'm saying that, like, you sometimes try to make it sound like monogamy is so weird. I don't think that... I don't think, well, not to say it's not weird, but I don't think it's a, it's really the standard human condition. I really don't think it is. I think it can be. And I also think you can be a monk and live on a mountain and, and do yoga every day too. And you could probably live to your hundred doing it. But is that the only way to go? Probably not. Um, 
I think there's ways, there's different ways to do it. And I've seen, I just, from my own experience, I've seen many people that are able to do that and they're pretty happy to me. They've been together a long, long time. I see them in different places. The ones who always blow up are the ones that are running around on each other, the ones that I see. Yeah, it's just my experience. Do you honestly really think that you, in your lifestyle, can truly get so close to be with someone that you're like so in love with them when you have other people involved? Absolutely. 100%. Yes. I don't think that, that that's irrespective of the relationship or that's the exclusive part of, hey, if we're totally into each other, that we have to lock, we handcuff each other to each other at all times and never do anything outside of what the social norm is that we think it's supposed to be. I, that's not true. It's it's different for people. But no, I can love someone enough that I just want to see them fulfilled. Of course I can. I don't think being in a relationship means that you are in lockdown either. Like, I think you can still have your own separate lives. You can still do your own things. I just, I think that like when you have, cause I have been noticed from like casual dating, like around, like I could not ever get to know someone fully because trying to remember details from other people and being like, am I mixing them up? Because it's hard to get to know so many different people and build a true bond when you have other things going but, on. Deanna, everything in moderation, you don't start there. If you start there, I mean, in relationships, you find, you date, just like people on Tinder or people, whoever the hell people meet people these days, you know, you go kiss a few frogs and you finally find the one that is your person and you build a relationship with them. And then I, I don't think the first week that you're doing it, all of a sudden you go crazy and start, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. Of course not. You have to trust that person. You have to know who they are and you have to have a relationship with them. But at some point, you are comfortable enough with them and you love them enough that you're going to say, look, I'm not going to limit you. And, you know, I, people, I, anyone listening to this may go, ah, this guy's a nut or this guy is, is, is full of himself. I am totally not, man. I failed at all the, a lot of different relationships with things as was chronicled in the, in the, in the podcast before. I just think that if you care about someone enough that you just want to see them fulfilled and happy anywhere that they can be in whatever that looks like, that's what I want to do. You have to build that trust. It's not out the gate. It's not any different than a regular relationship. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that in a regular relationship either. But you're saying that you can't just jump into it right away. Like you have to build a relationship. Everything in moderation. You, everything I understand, moderation. but then that means that at some point you are having a monogamous relationship with someone before you start. See, I think it. where you're losing it, Tiana, is that you are confusing intimacy, monogamy, the emotional relationship, and the sexual relationship. You're, you're putting that all together, which some people do. But for me, if I have an emotional relationship with you, and, I, and, I, and I'm totally like, you're my person and that's us, that is, that is irrespective totally of, of sexual release or any of that kind of stuff that you do. For me, the emotional and the love is on Sunday morning when we're making eggs in the morning or we're getting ready to go do something or we're going on a trip or we're, whatever we're doing, that is the regular mundane shit of life. That is the stuff. That's the real stuff. Not the, hey, we went out on Saturday night and we were with our friends and they were really cool and, and they came out, you know, whatever, and we did this and it was wild and all that was so cool. And we're, that's just going out and doing whatever you're doing. That's not, I don't love you. If, I, if, I, if your friend, you know, Lisa over here was here and we ended up doing something together. Doesn't mean I love her. It doesn't mean anything. It just meant that's what happened. I'm not going home with her. I'm not making toast with her. People confuse that all the time. And I think that's a dead end for a lot of people. But people, a lot of people aren't enlightened enough to do this. They just can't do it. I understand. I don't know how you would separate that. Like, it's, it, I, I guess you just have to have that mindset that you don't confuse intimacy 
love and then sex. Because I don't confuse that. The sex that the best sex that I've ever had ever in my life is after, say, you went to some crazy party that was awesome, like Eyes White Shirt or whatever you did. I'm not saying I do this all the time, but if you go ahead and you do that and you have this great party and it's a tuxedo thing and everything's going on, when you come home after it's over with your partner and you recount everything that just happened and then you guys go to bed, the most amazing intimacy and sex you'll ever have in your life is then. Has nothing to do with the performance thing that you just did or the crazy stuff you just did or what or, or you didn't do, or you just watched, or there's different levels for everybody. Some people never do anything. They just want to stand there and go, Oh my God, can you believe we're here? Or maybe kiss somebody, who whatever the hell it is, that's not it. It is when you come home and you're like, God, oh, you were so beautiful, or God, that was so exciting, or man, you were so alive, and then you guys do your own thing, that's always the best. By by a mile, it's a thousand times better, and it, it actually makes you closer. I've had people say to me before, I can't believe how much closer I am to you or how much more connected I am to you after that, when we got together, after when we came home and it was just us. That's my experience. I'm not saying anyone else's experience, but that's my experience. So the life part, the part where you're talking about like, oh, you know, doing the Sunday morning shit, like you're doing that with everyone? No, absolutely not. You're only doing it with your partner. But then how... You, but you just said, like, you don't even do that anymore where you don't have a partner. Like, you have... No, I'm not... You can't judge everyone's experience on me. Just because I don't have a partner that I've had for 10 or 15 years. There are a multitude of people that have been married for 25 and 30 years that, that do the same things I do. Just because I'm a wild card and I, I don't have a multi-long relationship, that's just my own issue and my own, my own problem. That's not how it is for most people or a lot of people. That's just me. We can't narrow cast it just to what... I would love to have a partner who is totally I fall in love with, that is totally great, that is totally I'm into, that totally can understand my my mindset and has the same mindset, and I can do it with together for the rest of my life. I would love that. I haven't found that yet. I found plenty of people that I thought were that, and then it wasn't. So that's me, but I've seen that a lot, and it's very, you, you want that. When you see it, you want it. I've never seen more close people and more people who have each other's backs than the people that are so secure that they just want to see their partner happy and fulfilled no matter what. They don't shame them. They don't make them feel bad. They just make them, they uplift them and they go, this is great. Whatever you want to do, I want to support you because I love you and you love me. Okay, but so if this is, you're saying like, oh, you know, I just have a method or whatever. How are you actually going to meet that when you have flat out told me now that you don't let anyone have a role in your life? I haven't found anyone that I want to give that role to yet. I thought I have a few times, but I haven't found anyone that is that person that ticks all those boxes. For me. And so I have several people that I hang out with and it's cool and I like all of them and they like me as well. But it, it's not, I'm not that couple that yet that I found someone that is the Sunday morning person and is the Saturday night person. You can find one or the other a lot of the time, but I know who I am. I'm not going to lie to myself. I know who I am. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm great or that you want to be me, but... I'm, I'm 50 years old now, man. I know who I am, and I need to find the person, and they're out there because I see it all the time, that can be my Saturday night partner in crime and can also be my Sunday morning lay on the couch and watch TV. I need both. And typically, the Sunday person isn't the Saturday person. The Saturday isn't the Sunday. It's hard to find. Just like anything's hard to find. That's why it's hard. That's why everyone's freaking on Tinder and everyone's going on dates. It's hard. So what are your rules of engagement? Personally or with a... With a in which With, way? When you have, because you have your, however many you have right now, you told me that you set down rules with them. Absolutely. 100%. So what are your rules? 
Well, I don't set rules with them like I'm in charge. I go out and if I meet somebody in the space that I'm in now, I know it's much better off from the gate, out the gate. If they think they're gonna, they want to get together, they want to get married tomorrow, they want to buy a dog on Thursday, and they want to put up the fence on Friday, I'm not their guy. I'm not. Some people are, look, I want to get married and have kids yesterday. Cool. I'm sure there's people out there that want to do that. That's just not for me. So when I meet someone, I'm like, hey, this is me. I'm a lot of fun. I'm a good guy. I'll treat you good, this and that. But I don't really know yet until I know you or what's going on. I keep my options open and I want you to keep your options open. And then at some point, if we decide to close that door and we're going to do it together and as a couple, and then we'll keep our options open together, then we'll get there. But until that time, I have the conversation. I let them know up front. So no one's, my, my philosophy always is, I'm going to let you know who I am. I'm going to let you know kind of how, what I do. And you can decide if it's for you or if it isn't, but you're not going to have to guess. You're not going to have to find out three weeks later that I lied to you and I told you this was that and that I'm doing something else. And you can decide if it's for you or if it isn't. Funnily enough, I found out that it is for a lot of people because they're in the same confused state as you are. And they want to have fun. They want to go out. They want to get to know you, but they also don't want you to be a stalker and you to send cat pictures every 13 minutes and ask why you didn't get the milk. And you just met them three weeks ago. I mean, that happens a lot. It's, it's people go from zero to crazy quickly. So I try to mitigate that a little bit and say, this is who I am. You're welcome to hang. If you can be cool, you can come. If you can't, you can't. And same for me. If I can't be cool, I can't come. And I don't have an expectation of you like we're an old married couple when I just met you. I just don't. But that's not, I mean, that's still setting up where someone thinks it's still, it's still the same conversation that like you and I had originally where there's still this like the doors cracked open to it can turn into more it can always turn into more because people are people and you never know you never know where you're going to meet your person and you you meet your person when you're never expecting to meet your person at least that's my experience for people i know and myself so of course the door is open to something else you never you never know who knows but you but that's when you're going to get women that are like okay the door's cracked open so i can put up with this bullshit now because in the end, I'm going to get what I want. Well, if you let them think that or you don't tell them exactly who you are and what you're doing, then, yeah, maybe they will think that. But if they do think that and they, they communicate that to you, then you have to be man enough or woman enough to stop right there in the tracks and say, hold on, you're going over here and we're not there. I'm over here and hit, let's check in right now and let's take a little gauge of where we are. Because if you're already over here or you think you're going to pull me over here, that's not how it works. That's not going to work with me. Maybe it'll work with someone else who you can yank around, but it's not going to work with me. I will walk over to you or you can walk over to me when we're ready to do that, but you're not going to yank me over there by the neck. It's not going to happen. So I'm going to check it. And if it's not for you, then tell me. And if I'm not for you, you're not for me, tell me. And we'll be honest about it. And that's cool. You both need to walk over to there. You can't have someone think they're going to yank you over there later. That's never going to work. That's going to end up in blow up. So how do you know that this person isn't because when we when we first talked like after you know whatever it'd been like over a year or whatever when we first retalked and you were like kind of catching up you were telling me that the girl that ended up being your girlfriend you were like she acted like she's cool but then she wanted the wife role yeah for sure so do you really don't think that most women actually do that where they're like i'm gonna put like i said put up with this bullshit because i'm gonna get what i want in the end i know it I don't think that they're doing, I'll pull up, I mean, some do, of course, of course that's something that happens, but I don't think it was, I'll put up your bullshit. I think it's, hey, this is new, this is fun, this is exciting. Wow, I didn't think this was possible. I didn't think I could have somebody and be able to also go out there and live my and live life and do it with them. This is great. 
And some can do that and they're cool. And then some of them all of a sudden it's fun, it's fun, it's cool. And then all of a sudden they fall, they fall totally in love. Maybe you didn't or you're not quite there yet. And all of a sudden they switch and they change the role and they're like, well, this was cool and I was doing it, but now it's not cool and I'm going to be jealous and crazy. At that point, you have to stop it. You have to go, this is not going to work. This is not what I signed up for. I'm not there yet. I don't want to do that. I still want you to be over here in the Saturday night, Sunday morning position, which I'm trying to find that, that you are, but you just went from Saturday night to hell no, no Saturday night. I'm only going to be Sunday morning. And that's fine. You can find plenty of people that want to do that. That's just not what I do or what I want to do or how I want to live my life. So different strokes for different folks. It's cool, but I'm looking for one thing and I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I'm going to be something else. And then all of a sudden you're mad at me or you, it's like I, I'm doing something wrong. You're the one who changed what we were doing. And I was trying to be it that we could be both things, but evidently you only want to be one thing. You don't want to be both things. So did you sell me a bill of goods in the beginning? I don't think you did. I thought you really liked it. You were into it until all of a sudden you weren't. And that happens too. And people are crazy. People are strange. People are emotional. People are people, you know, that's just how it is. But don't you, I feel like with that lifestyle, that sets people up for a lot more failure because like, I think that you do get to a place where I, I mean, I couldn't imagine not, even if when I first dated you, I was in a place where I didn't care. I wanted to like see other people, but then at some point you do get, have a lot more feelings involved. I just don't see, I feel like that is a set up for failure because like you said, they're like, well, I've now gotten to this place. I feel this. I want this from this person. And you're like, no, because I'm over here. This no, is what so, I want. So now that's the fork in the road in my experience. So yes, that's the fork in the road you get to. You say, well, I started here, but I want this. The fork in the road is, can you do both? Can you, can you love me? Can you be my person? Can you be my Sunday morning? And can we still go out and live life on Saturday night? Can we do both? Or are we going to put that to bed because we were young once and we were crazy, but now we're old and we're going to die on the couch? I can't do this. I, I got to do both. I need to have someone that is emotionally secure enough and who is honest enough that can do both things. It's not for everyone. But I can tell you what, it's for a lot of people. And a lot of people that you don't think it's for, I'm going to shock you and tell you that many people that you don't think it's for, it's for. I know a lot of people that you would never know, and that's what they do. And they're totally cool, and they're discreet, and that's how it is. And that's how they roll. And a lot of people who are not in that world, but went, really, I can't, really, though? Yeah, really, that's how it goes. It's not for everyone, but I'm not looking, I'm not looking to switch from one to the other. I'm looking for both. I would love to have my Sunday morning. I would love it. I've been looking for that for a minute. But to get the Sunday to be the Saturday night as well, tough. It's hard. It's hard. Hard to find. But it's out there. I see it a lot. And I envy the hell out of those people because, man, they seem pretty happy to me. They don't have to lie to each other. They're not mad at each other. They're not jealous. They're not, you're taking my life away or, or you, you used to be fun and now you're not. They're but not so wouldn't it, is it, have you like talked to those people that you're saying like they've been together for forever and like they have both of that? Is it, but isn't that like, I would assume that it's more of situations where they were monogamous and they had more of their Sunday mornings for a long period of time and then have decided to then. Sometimes, sometimes I was at something once not to help myself, but whatever. Um, I was at something once. Um, I was in New Orleans, and there was a couple. Man, they were old. They were, I think they were so cute. They were, I don't know, 70 something. I don't know what they were, but they were married forever, like 50 years or whatever. And they had just started doing it like a year ago with other old people. And they were 
they were so, they were like on fire. Like they were, they were glowing. They were so, I never knew. We've never been so happy. We're doing this, we're doing that. You know, we were just sitting home crocheting or whatever they were doing. And not that they were really doing anything. They were 70 years old, but they were out and about and they were talking to other people and this and that. And they had been monogamous, I think they had said for 46 years or whatever. And they were dying on the vine. And they were still, they were still married together. They were still not going anywhere. They were just getting them, finally finding the spice that they wanted, that they wish they always had, but they were always afraid to tell each other about it. When they finally did it, God help them, they were almost in the ground by then. They both said, oh, God, I wish we had done this 25, 30 years ago. But they didn't. Not saying it's for everybody, but you can't judge. You can't judge. People are it's not in a relationship. Saying, I'm not like, saying you are. I'm not saying you are, Tiana. I'm just saying you can't. Another person's journey, you can't. You can't determine what that is based on what you think it should be. Yeah, but I, my feeling, I feel that, like, if a couple's been together and they've done, like, the whole monogamous thing and they have, like, a different understanding than just, like, some guy that I've just met and I'm trying to get to know while I'm, like, okay, now we're doing an open relationship thing where I could, like, for me, it's, like, well, that's, like, easily replaceable because there's no history. There's no, like we're not going to, this will not tear us apart because we've done the hard work. We've learned each other. Like we know everything about each other. I don't, I think like. You're making the assumption that everybody is trying to do what you're trying to do. Everyone is trying to get themselves in a traditional, you know, uh, married up in the pink house with the white. I'm not even trying to, you, not we even have this conversation. I don't even know if I ever want to get married again, but like, so it's not that married up type of a thing. It's trust. I don't, how would I trust someone that's like, I don't have their full attention. How do I trust that that person isn't just gonna be like, okay, bye. Cause like a new flavor of the week's come along. Then I'm setting myself up for sure for like heartache. But if I'm in a really, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying, I feel like it would be easier if I know that this person, like we've done the hard work. Because you haven't experienced it. The ultimate trust is to give yourself to them and to allow them to be satisfied and fulfilled and let them. I can't say I haven't tried because in theory I have tried. And I know that like in all it did was make me angry. Well, that's your journey, but it's not everyone's journey. Yeah, to you're just to saying love you someone say. enough and to trust them enough with your, with, with, with your heart and your emotions and everything else to allow them to be who they really are inside or who they want to be or who they secretly want to be, to allow them to be that is the ultimate love and the ultimate trust. Not many people can do it. But if they can, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. If they trust each other enough to know that when they do that the next day, they're not going to be like, well, you think you like them too much or, hey, I don't mind if you do X, Y, Z, but don't kiss that person because that's mine or that's emotional. There's all kinds of kinds of different things that happen in those things. Whatever the people decide they can do, they can do. But at the end of the day, if you, it, it's all about trusting your partner and wanting to see them fulfilled, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could be anything. If my husband worked there or my wife or husband, maybe, yeah, you know, it's, hey, I'm secure. That's why you haven't found someone you're looking for. Women. I'm on the wrong goddamn team. Jesus Christ. And I get hit on a lot by <laughs> All right. Anyway, so if you uh, if your husband or, or wife worked at the post office for 20 years and was like, man, I am over this. I really want to open a guitar store because I love guitars and I've always loved guitars and that's what I want to do. Then maybe the ultimate love is to say, well, the hell with the post office. I believe in you. I trust you enough. Go open your guitar store. I want to see you fulfilled. Whatever that looks like, I'm down. Whatever. I'm a baller. I'm with you because I want to see it. What? I feel like that is so much of an easier ask. Of course. Than being like, 
I want to go fuck another person and be like, cool, go do that. Go get happy. Like, no, it's not what, what your mission is. It's not, I'm not saying go fuck another person. Hey, I'm going to sit home. I'll be, I'll be here playing Nintendo 64 while you're going out and you're banging the world. I'm not saying that. I don't know any couples that do that, that, that care, that are sustainable and that do that. They don't do that. What they do is they make a plan and they're going to go to some island for a week and they're all excited and they're picking out outfits together online and they're seeing where they're going to go and they're going to have costume night and they're getting their costumes and they're so excited and they're doing it and then they go do it. That's what they're doing. Doing it together, man. It's a, it's a, it's a collaboration. It's not, Hey, I'm going to stay home and I, you can go to Vegas and you know bang anyone on the street. That's, that's just a fucked up relationship. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't know. I mean, I'm just honestly going off like what, I know from what you had told me, like, the rules would be. There's no rules other than what the two people decide they're going to be. Everybody has different rules. Some people are like, hey, you can only do soft, soft stuff, which means you can't actually fuck anybody. You can just, you, maybe you can kiss them, maybe you can do whatever, but you can't yeah. do that. Some other people say you can do whatever. Some other people say you can't do anything but watch, but I'll let you go. There's no rules. No, there's, no, think- there's, no, there's no police of this thing that's going to tell you what you can and can't do. It's whatever you guys decide you can do and you're happy with. No, what I'm saying is, because it was so appropriate, today we went to dinner before this. We did. We had a great dinner, though. They brought us to monk food. Yeah, but he chose the same restaurant that we went to to have our negotiations at. We had a lot of negotiations and a lot of restaurants. (laughs) No, literally, this was the restaurant we went to to negotiate in opening up. I did not put that together. It might have been a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, that's why I laughed when we pulled up and I told you. They've got good food. It's yeah. Italian. It's good. Yeah, I told you. I was like, oh, well, we went here when we, you're like, no. All right, McDonald's next time for you. We never did anything there. You got it. <laughs> you got could you. never big, go to Big Mac for you. Yeah, but I get the bougie burger. Oh, my God. But my point is, when we sat there and negotiated, you explained how it would work. So that was my experience with an open relationship, which it's really nothing what we're even talking about now, which is why I think I'm even more confused on all of this because your thing was, it was separate. Like I could go do my own separate thing and you had your own separate things. And it was, you literally told me like you would have it where if you just wanted to like be able to fuck someone you could, but there would be no emotional tie. And then like, you're like, I could go and do something but I had to, I couldn't do certain types of dates because you were like, those things matter to you. So those have to be reserved for me, but like, go have fun. You just can't do certain things. I know. I don't remember it being like that. I, I don't. Remember. Oh no, it was because I no, literally I called Katie afterwards and was like, can I do this? I had like a huge discussion with her and a couple of my girlfriends. I'm like, this was the rules that he laid down. Like, can I handle it? From my recollection, and I'm not that smart. Deanna's smarter than me, so and I am drinking, so God knows. But from my recollection of this, that's a different kind of thing. But that was going to be: you can do what you do, I do what I do, and when we're together, we're together, and when we're not, we're not. And I remember that you had some relationships with some. I remember I tried to help you gnaw your way out of one that you called me about, and I wasn't mad about that or anything like that. It yeah, because we hadn't even had that cool. conversation yet. At that point, we were still just like... See, I don't know the timeline. It was yeah, when, when all of that was happening, we hadn't So even... what I do now... It, yeah, so that's what I'm that saying. That I can was... tell you how I've learned a lot over the years. I learned a lot from you. You taught me a lot, and I appreciate you so much. You're so good. Is that... <laughs> you did. You taught me a bunch. Is that what I say is... I do not like that I had to be... <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. no, so I'm saying that's why I'm just asking because that's what I have assumed open looks like or how you do open. How I do open now is that what I say is that, hey, if we're together, and when they say the same thing, it's not a one-way street. It's not dictating what people could have to do like I'm some benevolent dictator. It's a two-way street. They can tell me what works for them as well. What I tell them or whatever when we get together is, hey, this is how, this is right now how I'm how I date or how I go go is whatever is that I don't have an expectation of you that you know that you have to do you if you're with somebody else that you have to not be with them because of me and the same thing I will show up for you every time when we go out you'll have my undivided attention I will take marvelous care of you we'll have a great time I have no expectation that you're going to sleep with me or not whatever it is and when we're together we're together and when we're not. Don't blow up my phone. Don't ask me where I was or this and that. And I'm not going to do that to you. Now, if someday we decide that we do want to throw all that away, throw down and say, hey, we're going to now just go down the traditional road. Great. People do that all the time. But I'm saying the way that I, it works for me now and it works very well right now is that I relieve them of the stress of having to think that they have to check in with me 20 times a day and they have to worry where I am and I worry where they am. I always say 911. You hit 911, I'm coming. I don't, I'm not saying that you don't tell me where you are if you have a safety issue or you have an issue. Believe you me, I'll, as Tiana knows, I will come. But I'm not saying that if it's 11 o'clock at night, you didn't call me and say good night to me or whatever, I'm going to blow up your phone and wonder where you are. I'm not going to do that because I don't want you to do that to me. And I'm not going to lie to you. So a lot of times it's like, hey, one girl who, who I know who I hang out with a lot who's awesome. She's like, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not, if you, I'm not gonna blow you up and try to find out where you are. If you want to tell me, you tell me. If you don't, you don't. And same for me. And you know what? I do tell her. She know I had dinner with Tiana tonight, and I'm doing this podcast and everything else. No one's upset. It's, it's so much for me. It's so much better that way. I don't have some unrealistic, unrealistic expectation from somebody who, you're not there yet. If you're ever gonna be there, and for me, it works, works really well. I actually have a few different ones who I date that are very friendly, and they talk to each other. They call each other. It's it's fine. It, it's it's kind of an evolved way to do it, where people aren't all like pissy and want to kill each other. Not saying it's for everybody, but it seems to work okay. Your mouth is wide open. Because it's you like want another drink. No, I still have to finish mine. Okay. Well, <laughs> I gave her tequila just to loosen her up a little bit. <laughs> That's the worst decision. All right. But like, best for me. Go. <laughs> She's speechless. Tiana has never been speechless on this podcast. Go. No. I have like just so many thoughts. I don't know where to run with them right now. <laughs> I think that okay. So the band club is dwindling very quickly, but I'm, I'm good. So the three okay, or I don't know how many. I'm, I assume it's three because there's three matching lingerie sitting on this bench right here. That's only for something else, but no worries. It's for me actually. Size three. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is for you in theory, but like it's going on three people's bodies. We're going to a masquerade party. It's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I swear to God, do you think you're Hugh Hefner? I'm not Hugh Hefner. I'm barely getting through life as it you're is. You're like. I'm a husky kid from New England who really shouldn't have any dates, but somehow I'm making it happen. I have no idea how. And I have no hair, so I'm batting like two You've like legitimately chosen not to have hair. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, it's I am so far from you, Hefner, I'm in another country. <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> God. Aye, aye, aye. As you like roll around in all of your little like bougie shit. Yes, you're 
I can't help it. I like nice shit, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Nobody cares. You're in Orange County. Everyone cares. Nobody really cares. I tell you what, if you're a douchebag and you roll up in whatever the hell you roll up in or whatever, and you're a total douchebag. I am sorry. Okay, literally, we roll up and you're like, I hate douchebag. I like that shit. I hate douchebags. We like roll up in your Lamborghini at one place and they're like, oh, we're sold out. Let's see if we can get you like a spot in there. And you're like, no, people are waiting. No, we'll make it happen for you. You felt bad. It didn't happen because you were like, no, that's okay. We'll come back another time. Today, we roll up in your car. Pinto, but it has stripes on the side. It's nice. <sighs> no. <laughs> we roll up in your car. That's so impressive. They don't have a valet, but someone literally moves their car so you can park it. Do you know safely. why they did that, Tiana? Do you know why? Because you were so beautiful, they wanted to have you up front. That's well, shit, why. because your car is so nice that they're like, well, blame we got to like nice... accommodate for this. Well, am I supposed to drive a 73 Pinto just so, I, so no, people don't judge saying, me? No, but I'm like, don't be like, oh, John, I'm like, are you kidding me? You like whatever. If I don't care what you have, unless you're, if you could ruin it in ten seconds with your mouth for anyone, and there ain't anyone of any quality that's gonna put up with any kind of shit like that uh-huh. if you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will for a minute, but yeah. not. I mean, I, I don't have any other real skills, so I better be halfway decent. They're not after me because of my car. That's for sure. Nobody cares about who cares about the cars, the Lamborghini, and all that shit. Ain't no girl ever cared about that. It's some little boy who wants to get sitting there and have his mom take a picture. Nobody cares. I like to go fast. That's why I have it. But nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Except for all the people that, like, stopped when we pulled into the parking lot today. Uh, they would probably, I don't know what was the problem. I think the car was on fire. Because <laughs> it's your fucking car. <laughs> anyway. Ay, ay, ay. You know this. <laughs> Dude, not for nothing. You don't go to a gunfight without a gun. I understand that, of course, but mm-hmm. I, anyone who's defined by stuff is an idiot. Yeah. I've been I've been homeless before, people. I've actually lived in hotels, and I had a bin, and I carried my bins into hotels, and every night I had to leave. And this is not that long ago, where I didn't have any place to go for almost a year. So I'm not some guy who, some trust fund kid or something. I actually bounced from hotel to hotel forever. I don't care if I lose all my shit tomorrow. I'm good. I don't care. I like nice shit, but I hate douchebags. So whatever. I, I'm, I'm not that guy. But yeah, do I like nice stuff? Yeah. Do people who go out with me like to, would rather ride in a nice thing than on the bus? Yeah. Okay, cool. But it's not going to define me. I don't care. I would still be cool if I was I don't think it defines dead. you. Except that, like, you are bougie. That defines you. It doesn't define me. I like, like nice shit, but I hate douchebags. That's I didn't what it say is. you're a douchebag. No, I know you didn't, but I'm saying... I've so if far. If someone said, from that. If someone literally said, like, when you think of Tiana, what do you think of? Like, what's something that kind of defines her? And someone was like, she's. Argumentative. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if someone was like, she's bougie, I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not. Because I would be like, I'm not saying I'm not. I, dude, I have on $2,000 sneakers. I got it. I understand. But if I had on freaking flip flops that were falling apart, I'd be okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know, but that's not my whole point. My whole point of all of this is like, don't say you're like not like a Hugh Hefner because you live like this like lifestyle that women will see and they will want to be a part of. I get that totally, but I don't do it because of that. I do it because I was married for a long time. I don't time. think that you do it because of that. I don't. I'm, I'm saying. I don't want to die on my couch. Best. I don't want to die on my couch. There was a long time where I, I actually said when I was married, my, my first wife who was a wonderful person, better person than me, nicest person I I've ever met 
but she was very, you know, kind of a plain girl. And I met her in high school, super nice, still one of my best friends to this day. I said to her, I said, look, I don't want to watch people do shit on TV as I sit on this couch. I'm not going to die here. I said, I get it that you're cool with it and you just want to go along to get along. I'm leaving New England. I'm going to California. I'm going to do the shit that's on TV. Come hell or high water. It hasn't always been easy, but I, I, that's what I wanted to do. And man, I make mistakes every day. I fail every day, but I'm going to go out and do it. And, if, and I'm not going to watch someone else do it. I don't care. And is that attractive to some people? Of course it is. Some people go, wow, they're doing all kinds of cool shit. I want to do that too. Of course it is. And if they're cool people, I want them to do it with me. I don't want to do stuff by myself. I know, but all I'm saying is I think it's, it attracts, you can't say that it only attracts the little boy that wants to get in it because it does attract women. There's okay, Deanna, of- I'm just going to break this down. The Mercy, the Lamborghini little boys only want that. The Rolls Royce that we drove in there tonight, yes, girls want to get in that. A lot of them want to steal your money. A lot of them want to be have a daddy and be taken care of. That's the one that the girls will go and lose their mind up. The little race car, they could care less. Their hair is going to get fucked up while they go to dinner. They don't want to ride in that car. They want to do it once, and that's it. I get all that. The one is for going to dinner, and the one is for going around with your buddies. Cool. doesn't matter, though, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, if you're a jerk, no one's going to want to be with you. I know, but I'm, all I'm saying is that it will attract women. Women will see that, and they see in mentally, like, I got it. No, they're I mean, like, oh, it's a life that I can be kept in. It's a life that'll be fun. It's a life that I'm going to get things. But here's at. what's up. I will never keep anybody. And I am so, if I think someone is out there doing, and mind you, I've run into that a million times. If I think they're looking for daddy, I've had this conversation. I might sound, man, I'm going to lose people right now with this comment, but I'm going to fuck whatever. I've had people say to me, I've had very good looking young girls like throw themselves at me and they're like thinking they're going to get something and whatever. And I tell them, look, not for nothing. If you want to have a sugar daddy, you don't get, you know, muscular tattoos and tall. You get old, fat and shot out. And then you get shit bought for you because no one will touch them with a 10 foot pole. And you can be the 23 year old girl who's on fire. Who's with the 80 year old guy in a Nicole Smith style. That's not going to be me. You don't get that. You don't get like, mind you, I'm homely and not so good, but I'm not that. You don't get that and the stuff. I'm not going to sugar daddy anybody. I don't need to. I'm not going to. If I think you're doing that for a minute, you're out. I don't care how cool you are or how hot you are. And almost everyone who I date right now is a very successful woman who's very alpha. Not alpha masculine. Alpha, just a woman who takes care of shit, runs this, runs that. And they really just want to let go of that stuff and actually have someone who's not a jerk who's masculine that handles stuff for him and be able to do that. And I'm happy to do that because they don't ask me for anything. If you don't ask me for anything, I'll give you everything that I, that I have. I don't have much, but I'll give you what I have if you don't ask me. But if you expect it, you're gone in a minute because I'm not that guy. I won't do it. I don't know how we get there in open relationships, but I... That's because I uh, called you Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Who is that, anyway? Joking. I was like, are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> I actually went to that mansion once years ago. I bet you. I bet it you was did. dirty. It was dirty. The grotto, dirty, super dirty. I'm sure. Dirty, not in a good way. Dirty and like they need to clean it. But like, along with Hugh Hefner, you know, there was a TV show that I used to watch when I was in high school called The Girls Next Door, and it was about three of his girlfriends. You were in high school, like way after I was in, so I don't know that was show. Yeah, well, I mean, it was on like VH1, so like people could any age could watch it. We didn't it. have cable when I was a kid, but go. Yeah, you wouldn't have been a kid when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. No, I'm. You would have been like a full blown adult. Dude, I was on the wagon train. I got you. <laughs> go. We didn't have TV. 
But they had minstrel shows. <laughs> they, um, it was three girls, and they were ranked. There was like the number one girlfriend, the number two girlfriend, the number three girlfriend. That's the biggest like, mistake you can make in an open relationship. You let anyone have seniority over anybody else. You can't have it. You need to say everybody's equal. That's how it is. That you want to have problems, you have one be the be the in charge, and the other two be hanging around. You'll blow that up in a second. You can't have it. You got to treat everyone equally. You just do, or it's gonna yeah, fall apart. You told you literally told me tonight that you have these like hard conversations with these women from the get go. They all know their place. They all know their role. It's not but their then, place. I don't treat them as an object. I, I, treat, say, I'm I, not, I don't that's treat not what them I'm that saying. Way. That like as in their places and like. They don't have all cool. We're and then they together. don't have roles. Like you you don't have a one, you don't have a two, you don't have a three. No, like absolutely. that's what I mean. They're placed. They're all like they know what their place is. And it's not one, two, three. You then said that there was someone who she thought she was the number one and you had to put her in check. All I'm saying is if someone even thinks that they can be a number one, there's a mentality that there there is a hierarchy. Oh, I think that everybody everywhere wants to think that they are uh, that they are superior to to whoever or, or vying for whatever. But that's a recipe for disaster. Not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure it happens at all times. But what I what I do and say and everything is that we're all cool. If you can't be cool, you can't go. If you want to go and have fun and do that, you don't have to. You can go. You can go date the. the person who is like a regular person that's cool man most people do but if you want to come and have fun and do fun stuff and this and that you got to be cool you can't all of a sudden not be cool or you'll be in the uber on the way out and that'll be that you can't do it it's it's you got to be cool if you can't be cool you can't come and i'm not saying that like i'm anything special i'm i have to be cool too if i can't be cool they're all gonna laugh at me and leave you got to be cool you can't you can't act that way you just can't So, do you ever worry that you're going to hurt someone? Yes, I hurt you. And that was horrible. So, no, I don't now. That's why I'm so brutally blunt and honest. Out the gate. And I don't do it in a dick way. I mean, I do it. I mean, I, I have very special relationships with a lot of people where we're fuzzy and warm and everything else. But I'm, I, I manage expectations. And so they can say, look, if this is for you, do it. You're a big girl. Here's all what we're doing. If you want to do it, awesome. I'd love you to be around and cool and have fun and hang out with us. And we go here, we go there, whatever. It's great. If it's not for you, fucking pull the parachute and don't do it. But you're never, you, know, you can make the decision. It's up to you. Everything will be in front of you. And you can decide if it's for you. And maybe it's for you for a little while and then it's not for you. That's fine too. But you can always, you but can always have. someone's going to get hurt. They're not going to get hurt unless they have some unrealistic expectation of what it is. And then that's on them. If they think no, it's something you're different. you're so freaking charming. Like, you know it. Freaking, I don't know how many people told me that you are just by listening to the podcast. People have no clue who you are. Like, yeah, he's definitely a charming person. I think that when someone has, and it's not anything that you do to be, like, manipulative. It's just who you are. It's hard not to get, like, addicted to you. I don't know about addicted, but, yeah, no, sometimes people, sometimes I've had one girl say to another girl, and this, I know this sounds bad, dude. I'm just going to see the eyes rolling right now through this microphone but i've had one say to the other don't fall in love because it's not going to work out for you i mean that's not what we're doing here that's not who it is and if it's going that way if it's going to go that way i'll stop it i'll say hey this isn't for you I, i'm not above saying that but you haven't well. even been that single for that long so how do you know i've been single for a minute not a minute 
I, this isn't the first time I've been single. I'm just trying to, I'm trying, I, I've learned a lot of since, lessons. Since I, we ended and you're saying that like you've learned and you've had to change everything since like our breakup. I've not and changed then, everything, but I've definitely Yeah, but you said in so, how you're approaching that. I don't, th- I don't speak emotionally now. I did with you. I made a big mistake. I didn't tell you a line. I wasn't the douchebag that I said. I didn't say that you were telling me. No, no, no. I didn't, you never said that. Yeah. I'm not saying you did, but. When I said something to you, I firmly believed it because I was speaking emotionally and I was going, this is how I'm feeling in the moment. And now I realize, do not do that. You better, before you put anything to anybody where they may may misconstrue or they may believe what you say in the moment and then they are going to run, take that to the races and then you're going to hurt them. I do not do that anymore. I, I, I learned from you because I made a big mistake with you and you're a fucking wonderful person. And I said the wrong thing to you, and I hurt you, and it was my fault. I did it, but I didn't do it because I was leading you on or I was trying to get in your pants or anything like that. It was that in the moment, that's what I thought, and I just said it. I just went with it. Yeah, I went from my heart. And then, and then I shouldn't have. I should have actually been more careful of you and just said, man, you better, you better, before you put anything out there on the street, you better think about what you're doing. And now that's what I do, and I don't just say anything, and I will be quick to not say anything. And, and put it in check because I don't do want to Do you do any of like your quote unquote Sunday morning stuff with them? No, not really. Um, not saying I don't ever because some of them maybe I do on certain circuits, you know, if they stay over or whatever. I, you know, I'm not going to next day wake up and say, get out of my house and yeah, whatever. Of course. But I don't do it exclusively with anybody. I mean, you know, it's, of course I do it with some and some I do it with, but it's not, it's not that I'm trying to be manipulative. It's just, I don't think that you're trying to be manipulative. I don't know if you're aware that that's like what, for most women, that's where they're going to start building an attachment that's going to lead to getting them hurt when they start having real feelings. Because it's in those mundane moments that you fall. Understood completely. I get that. That's a human condition. But I don't encourage that. And I don't try to put it that, hey... You're the only one that I'm that you're the only one that I'll make eggs with, or you're the only one who stayed over on Sunday and we're watching TV with. I don't make it out to be no all those other those that. other people don't mean anything. You're the one. No one is going that. to believe that you do because you walk into his bathroom and there's literally like maybe 15 toothbrushes and a bowl of Dude, makeup wipes. Hey, I try to be authentic. I'm not hiding so from like, anybody. Hey. You like walk into your place and be like yeah, you know no what? other one stays a night. Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's there for a reason. It's not there for a reason because I want everyone to brush their teeth. It's there for a reason of, one, I want to be conscientious if someone needs a toothbrush or someone wants to take off the makeup, but to be, hey, this isn't, don't misconstrue this for something that it isn't. No, I'm just I'm, saying, there's no way that they could. They're not going to. They're not. So, they're not. so if they do. But what the problem is, is when you, going back to us, here, you can learn another lesson. When we stopped, like, we, there was a point where we just, like, stopped, like, anything. Stand by. Hang on. No, I'm listening. No one will hear. (laughs) We'll let you pour. Let me just get lots of alcohol alcohol break. (laughs) Sure, other people are going to need a drink, too. Oh, my God. All right. Cool, go. When we stopped doing, like, anything, like, we really didn't, like, do much other than, like, life stuff. Like, 
I would come over. We would watch TV. We would have dinner. I would spend. But I wasn't doing that. We we had moved past that, and I and I made and I made a huge mistake. I know, but all I'm saying is, in those moments, it had nothing to do with like anything physical. All it had to do with the fact that like we were just doing life together, which makes it so much easier to look at you and be like, "Oh, I could do this. Like I could. This could be my regular. This could be my routine with this person." That's when women easily fall. It's like in the the little thing. So even if you're like, well, I'm not like regularly doing it, but that's when you get you like it. You you want more of that. I'm saying that's what Tiana. I feel like you're going. To, that's where people will get hurt. I'm not saying you're necessarily going to hurt them. I think that like in just being like in those moments where you're like, oh, we make breakfast or we do this. Like that's when women are going to let their guards down, and that's when they're going to start getting hurt. But I am human. And they are human. I'm not a machine. I'm not thirsty. I'm not just here to get a body count going on and count toothbrushes. That's not me. That's not what I'm trying to do. I love the company of someone who wants to be with me and hang out. But I'm certainly not saying, hey, this is going to be what we're doing and we're going to do this every day. I don't think you even have to say that. All it has to be is she could be sitting in there in the kitchen making eggs or you're making the eggs, whoever is making the eggs. Oh, you know, making eggs. Okay, well, she's making the eggs and she can... They they can get this moment of like, oh, this could be fun if this was like our normal. Oh, I like this. Of course, and, and then you check in, and then you check in, and then you check in. But a lot of times they'll stuff it down. Well, of course, people but then, make all kinds like that, of decisions. Yeah, but then that's when people can get hurt. That's why I'm. Well, of course, thinking. you can get hurt. But then you have an in. opportunity of hurting more people because you have more than one that's doing this with you. I don't subscribe to that because I'm as clear and honest as I can be. If they get hurt because they think it's something other than it is, I can't help that. I've done everything. I've, look, I've, I've done everything I can do to get the rocket off the pad. I've built the rocket. I put the gas in it. I've told them what so it you is. Left the it's door a, cracked it's a open. rocket. Dude, at the end of the, the day, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a board plant. I'm not putting together cars here. It's I not, there's not like an unemotional routine. I like, I'm a big emotional dude. You look at me. I mean, I'm a biker. You don't think I am, but I like having my back scratched. I like going to breakfast. I like rubbing someone's feet and this and that. Of course. Of course I do. I'm not just here to be some machine going on. I don't that. think that like you're here to be a machine. All I'm saying is you have the door cracked open for more. You have them doing things that like is your Sunday morning thing. You're going to end up having women start thinking like more. Yeah, well, if I told them, Every Sunday, this is going to be your position, and everyone else is just in the crazy position. But you're in that position, yes, and that's my fault. And I'm, but if we're doing I'm not this, if, it's not your fault. But, if we're, but if we're doing this on Sunday morning, I'm not going to tell them, "Hey, I'm doing this with Mary today, but next weekend I'm going to be with Lisa, and I might be doing it with them too." I'm not going to lie and say I'm not. I'm not going to whatever. So it's if you get a misconstru- misconstrued after I've given you all these data points, so. You gotta, you gotta look at this like I give you every data point you can. You got this one. You got this one. You got this one. You can make an intelligent decision on what we're doing here by what I've told you and what we've done. If all of a sudden one data point is over here that we uh, we watch TV and ate eggs, and you're gonna take that as the data point that is totally in contrast with these 45 data points over here. Well, man, you're not good at math. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, that's not what we're doing here. Doesn't mean I don't want to do that, but I'm not going to lead you on and say, hey, you're the only one I'm doing that with. Everyone else is, you know, it's just here for the party. That's not what I'm doing. 
It's not for everybody. Most people will do, I say to guys all the time, they look at me, I rolled into something a couple weekends ago with a few friends and it was awesome and they were sexy and they all were friends and it was great. And I had a dude, he's like, hey, are you famous? And I said, hell no, no. And they're like, well, how do you have three? How can you do all this? And I said, they're all friends, they're friendly. He said, well, how do I do this? I said, dude, try to do it with one first. I said, you know, disappoint one, you'll disappoint three if, you, if you're gonna disappoint them. I said, you gotta make them all friends. You gotta let them know what's going on. And if they don't wanna do it, you gotta tell them they don't have to do it. It's not for everybody, it really isn't. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not saying that you are setting them up for, well, maybe kind of, but like, I'm not saying that you're purposely setting up them for failure, but like, I'm saying that in those moments, like in those Sunday moments, that's when someone's going to end up getting hurt. Of course, that can happen. Sure. I can fall out my window tomorrow too. Anything can happen. I mean, I we're, we're emotional creatures. Say that like... Because when I asked you, aren't, don't you worry that you're going to hurt someone? You're like, well, yeah, I hurt you. So then I've learned and now I'm not going to hurt anybody. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody. I think, you, I think you and you're the toughest room that I know on this. You know I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't believe didn't say anything I believe you. I believe you do. So I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to be as honest as I can be. Does that mean someone's not going to get hurt? No. If you, it does. if you get in your car and go to the mall, does that mean you're not going to crash? Maybe you will. I'm not trying to. I got my safety blinkers on. I got my five-point harness, and I got a helmet on. I'm trying not to crash. Yeah. Could you crash? Of course you could with people, man. I know. Or you can walk out of a restaurant. Or you can just, or you can just break your foot. Yeah. Or you can just <laughs> duct tape yourself to your bed and put a feeding tube in and never leave, and you're not going to get hurt emotionally. But you're gonna, it's going to be a sucky life. Right? Yeah, but like, <laughs> right? I mean, Come on, well, bite the apple. Like Bite the apple. See what happens. I don't want to die. I don't want to die on the couch. I want to go out. Could be poison. Could be. Anything can happen. So whatever. I can live forever. Just give it a shot. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I said it in the car, and I'm going to say it again. Like, mo bitches, mo problems. If you set it up that way, mo bitches, mo problems. If the bitches freaking think you're the only one and you're lying to them and you, <laughs> Saturday night is Monique and Sunday night is <laughs> Tamara or something, then yeah, you got an issue. But if Monique and Tamara are chatting all day about what they're going to wear on Saturday night, you have less issues. Yeah. But you don't roll with just two, you do three. So where's the third? The third is trying to plot. No, this is the deal. I, this is it. If you roll with just two, you're doomed. Two is the worst number you can ever do. So a guy rolls in with one in each arm, that's an amateur hour dude because you put any attention on one, the other one's going to be twiddling the thumbs and is going to get pissed. If you have three or four or whatever, that they're all friendly, whatever, you're dancing with one, the other two can be dancing together, hanging out, or looking at other dudes or whatever, and they can be cool and whatever. But if you just have two, one is going to be left out. So that doesn't work. Yeah. But you also, like... I mean, didn't you learn last weekend when your Escalade got tagged? It didn't get tagged. It's just some lipstick on the window. Okay, your, your Escalade got tagged by lipstick. Yes, it did. Because you were in... Not my fault. You were in an open relationship, and she went crazy. You're absolutely incorrect about that. That is not what happened. What happened was that it was an ex who I was not with at all who went to a different party that I didn't go to purposely because I didn't want anything to do with it. And I took my crew somewhere else. We were having a wonderful time. All of my crew were marvelous. We figured it was a party all day. They loved it. And then at the end of the night, this person decided that their party sucked and they were going to crash 
where I was. I didn't ask for that to happen. And that they crashed it and came in and then we're all upset. Well, my crew was upset. My crew was like, man, what is going on? And then that person had to leave. No, had nothing to do with is, me. She's gone crazy. Yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with me. I didn't ask her to come and I didn't ask her to tag my car. And then she was asked to leave. It's not my fault. The people who I came with had a wonderful time. Because she didn't get the wifey role. Sometimes people get a, a, a misconstrued perception of what is, and you got to stop that. Yeah, but you said she was like all into the lifestyle. She, she was. thought it was great. She and was. then she fell too hard, wanted the wifey role, the wifey role. Correct, and I stopped it immediately. Yeah, so then it like made her crazy. Can't help that. I'm... Mo bitches, mo problems, this is drama. So the correct thing is the wrong bitches, mo problems. <laughs> oh you got the right ones, you're good. If they're all loving on each other, it's good. Oh, my God. No, if they're bisexual, I'm just saying. But, I mean, anyway. Well, how do you know everyone is safe? What do you mean safe? Like safe, like gun safe or what? Yeah, for sure. How do you know that they're not packing? Because they were not much clothes, you can see. Yeah. Now, what are you talking about? Safe, safe, like sexually safe? Yeah. Like, how do you know? Because so here's what's up. Open... I got you. I got you on this a million percent. So I will say that if you go out to any club in Vegas or Orange County or whatever, and it's just regular people who are just doing crazy shit all the time, you got such a bigger chance of not being safe or doing dumb shit and everything else. Or people in my world, every two months, they get tested for everything. And if you don't, People, they won't let you in places. You can't do it. I get tested every two months for everything there is. It's like people say, oh, you had sex with that porn star. You're going to catch something. I tell you what, you won't catch something from them. Those people get tested every week. So it's kind of a fallacy to think that the regular college people that are just getting wasted and banging everybody, that's where you're going to get sick. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're open, I'm assuming they're open too. Of course. So then how do you know that one of the people that they're with so, Tiana, if you're at Ruth Chris Steakhouse at the bar on a Saturday night with a bunch of freaking douchebag attorneys that are all whacking each other, uh, hit, hooking up, left and right, how do you know you're not going to get sick? I'm not. Not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. People do crazy things all the time. It's no different in one I world than the other. I understand that you're saying like people do crazy things all the time. But I tell you what, in the in the in the world of the open world and this and that, they're much more careful. You know how many doctors are in that world? I don't know what it is about doctors and nurses, but you know they're what? all in that world. Like, I don't even want to hear it because I was married to one and he wasn't safe. Well, then you had the wrong one. But I'm telling you that that's a, that's a pretty safe community. They police themselves pretty well, other than the, just people on the street on Tinder that are plenty of fish that are just will show up at someone's house unannounced with a bag of condoms and let it, or not even a bag of condoms, or just some drugs and let it rip. That happens all day, every day. I think those people are way more unsafe than the people that, Get tested. Okay, but how do you know that? You don't know. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. Now you're risking it. If I'm only dating one person. So if you go on a Tinder date and you you date someone on a Tinder date and you have sex with them, how do you know? You don't. Because. Life's a bag of chocolate. Because, because there's like exceptions to rules, but I also am not like that. Well, God bless you. And we're going to build a church around you tomorrow. But a lot of people are. So you are not. Yeah, but I'm saying, so that's why I'm saying I'm. Well, I'm not either. I've tested at all times. I'm the safest guy ever. I don't so have unprotected sex. So you're finding out they're having sex with and testing that person? If they're in my squad and the people who I know, yeah, I know pretty because we're open. We talk to each other. So they none of them could go on like just a random date? Like, of course they could. Guy. 
Of course they could. So then you don't know that guy. You're not testing him. No, but I test them. They test, they test themselves. Yeah, but so, like, let's say they end up This is a fallacy. Them. People are people. You can line up 100 people in what I do and 100 people at the Jets game, and it's the same goddamn thing. You don't have any promises with someone that you met. Oh, I met this person at the art gala at the Met. And they were but by the time I'm, like, going to be like, okay, well, yeah, we can even go there. All of that can be handled. Well, Tia, one Tiana, Tiana, I'm going to call you on your shit because you call me on my shit all the yeah. time. So I'm going to call you on your shit. So I know we're painting this picture, but sometimes you meet somebody and you're with them before you really know them. That happens sometimes. And that happens to me sometimes. I'm sure it hasn't happened to you, but I'm sure some of your listeners have happened to you too. So we can make a big speech about how, well, oh, I'm going to date them for 17 years, meet their grandparents before I ever do anything. You're full of shit. No. no. Not. I mean, not, not you, but I'm saying, no. Bullshit. I'm saying, I, I am only on dating one person. I'm in a monogamous relationship. I am dating that one person. Okay. I'm not sitting there having to be like, well, how many, like, and I need to get tested every couple weeks because and you're making the assumption that you're making the assumption that the fella that you're, that you just met that you're dating in your monogamous relationship is monogamous. If I'm in a monogamous relationship, then we're monogamous. Did you just meet them? I didn't say that we just met. I said, I dating, like I am now into a relationship. I'm in a monogamous relationship with someone. That person is like my boyfriend or whatever. I'm That's dating a different that situation. That, That's a different situation. No, because you, have you never been on Tinder where you met some people and maybe you were with them before you should have been? Has that never happened? Cause it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to people listening to this. This is a fallacy. Of course. Yeah. Great. If, you're, if you guys meet in church and you guys only have, Mormon style activities and that's how it is. Cool. Oh my god. But I'm just saying, great, but that isn't how it is for, for a lot of people. So let's not make a blanket statement. There it is. My, my it wasn't a blanket statement. All I said is how do you know as you're continuing these relationships? I'm not saying the first time Safe you meet this person. Safe sex always. So in my world, if you don't I understand you. You are no, like my I'm partners, practicing. My how do you know that they the people that they bring into their lives are because they have safe sex with them. Unless they're lying to me, but they could be lying to you too. In my world, if I know them and they're tested and they're my squad and my people, then I trust them or I wouldn't have them with me. And if they lie to me and I die at the clap, well, I guess I was wrong. That can happen. But same to you, same on your side of the tracks too. It is what it is. But I trust them. Now, if, I, if I'm with somebody, say I go to something and I have my squad, but I go to something and we meet some cool people. And X, Y, Z leads to consenting adults and you have sex with someone you don't know. God forbid. I know that doesn't happen only in my fucked up world. It doesn't happen in the regular world on a Saturday night. But if that happens, you better believe I'm wearing a condom. You better believe it's safe sex. I don't just randomly do anything. And it would be disrespectful to the people I brought. If they saw me doing it, they'd be like, what the world are you doing? And if they were with somebody, which I have no problem with, if they're into it and they want to be with them, that person would wear a condom. That's how it works in my world doesn't work like that in the other world all the time. Maybe it does. Maybe someone's conscientious and their parents taught them how to date. Not usually. I don't know. But it's no different on either side of the tracks for me. But you just have more opportunity. Though. Of course. But so if you're just a really good looking six packed out 27 year old good looking guy who's out at night in your cool car, you don't have a lot of opportunities. I guarantee you do. What's the difference? Oh, I don't mean I'm not with them. Maybe you're not. I'm not with everybody. I, see, most of, I tell you what, I went to a party with my squad. There's people everywhere. I wasn't with anybody other than my squad. 
Mm-hmm. Fair, fair enough. Now, not that I wouldn't have been if there was something cool going on, but there wasn't. Most people don't look good with their clothes on. I'm just saying, if they let the public in, yikes. So you bring your own sand to the beach a lot of the time. So that's not how it is. But if it is, then, you know, you suit up and you do it. I know you're rolling your eyes. I'm being the most honest guy you're going to ever interview with me. I got it. That's how it is. No different on either side. Hi, hi. I know. Your mouth is so wide open. It's awesome. Yeah. I can't help it. I just have big lips. They, like, weigh it down. Agreed. <laughs> what else you got? I'm why? dying. I'm like nine drinks in here. I'm dying. Yeah. So why is monogamy so awful? I don't think it's awful at all. I think it's wonderful when you can do it correctly. I, I see people who do that that is fucking fire, man. It's great. I I, I envy it when I, when I see it. I don't think it's realistic a lot of the times with all the things that come at people today. I think a lot of the, the old 50-year, 60-year-old married couples from the, and we had the succession tonight from the 30s and the 40s, you know, our grandparents, they were much stronger and better than us. No, they weren't. There were no opportunities. A woman would leave if they could, but they couldn't because they didn't have the opportunities that women have today. They didn't have the education. They didn't have the income stream. So they had to stay in some shitty thing for 50 years because what else are they going to do? That's how it was most of the time. Even if the guy was a drunk or bad or anything else. So I think it's different now. I think there's so much, as you said, social media stuff with unrealistic expectations. Kids have porn on their phone as soon as they get a phone when they're kids. So they have unrealistic expectations of sex. I think it's so hard for people to actually have a monogamous relationship with all the shit that's coming at them. And every kid's parents are divorced, so it's not, there's no taboo to it. I dated a girl who was from Russia, very successful girl, a partner at a law firm, and she was like, she was getting divorced from her husband. She thought it was, she was going to die. It's the worst thing ever, because where she was from in Russia, if you were divorced, this is now, you were a pariah. You had the scarlet letter like it was 1920 here in America. And then she realized nobody gave a fuck and it was cool and she could go on with her life. But that's how it used to be. It's not that way anymore. And it's so easy. And people will see that it was okay for their parents. It's okay for them. So I'm not saying monogamy isn't good. Man, monogamy is good. If you find that your person and you don't, that's your person forever, man, I envy you. That's great. I, I would love that myself if that was how it was. It's not how I'm built. But I don't disparage anybody for that. I think it's beautiful. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not for you. Not for me. But you yeah. know what else isn't for me? Like, you know, I don't like big monster trucks. I don't like that kind of shit. I don't like, I'm, I'm a Marine. I don't really like guns. That's okay. It's not for me. It could be for somebody else. It makes the world go around. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them how to live. I'm not going to tell them because they go to church every Sunday and they're monogamous and they volunteer at the 4-H for the pig freaking sale that they're wrong. God, live your life. It's cool. If that makes you happy, do it. But don't tell me what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say the pig sale. What the hell, man? <laughs> I must be hammered. Anyway, go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh... I don't even know if you'd even be honest about this one. I will be totally honest. Go. No, I don't I even will. know if you would. I'm gonna be I mean, I know you're like so honest about everything, but I don't even... I'm going to be good. I don't even know if you'd be honest about this because I don't even know if you'd be honest with yourself. Hang on one sec, Tiana. Let's get a little honesty in the cup. Yeah. Go. I'll, I'll give it to you. I've been honest all night. Whatever. I'm painting myself in such a bad light, I'm never going to recover from it. So what's one more drink on the Titanic? Give it to me. Yeah. Go. As your sister... Yes, sis. <laughs> yes. Found out, like... uh a week and a half ago that I'm now his sister. 
that's going to get me arrested in some states, but go. Yes. <laughs> I made an offhand remark that was joking, and now that we're now brothers. <laughs> because she said we were twinning on the last podcast, and I made a joke that it was like our mom took us to the fair. No, you we... were out riding your motorcycle, and we were happened. I was out with friends, and you were out riding a motorcycle, and I saw your post, and I was like, "Oh, me and him are wearing the exact same outfit." So I messaged you. I am capable of saying stupid things that we're twinning, honestly. and you were like, "Yeah, because we're brother and sister." Didn't mean it anything like that, but like I'm not that smart. I've told you that before we started, but what is the question? And I'll give it, I'll give it dumb <laughs> yeah, honest answer. Yeah. What's the oh. question? Um, do you think it's an insecurity that makes you want to live this lifestyle? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I think that when I was younger, um, I was told no a lot. Um, I was heavy when I was young. I wasn't the cool. I got to be the cool kid later on because I got really good at wrestling and football. So later on in school, I ended up being all right. But no, I was ostracized. I didn't have a girlfriend. Um, all the cool kids or the in-shape girls and this and that wouldn't have anything to do with me. And that's just how it was, man. And I remember a funny story you say this because, man, this is, I'm 50 years old. This is vivid. So flashback to middle school in like 1980, whatever it was, four and everyone had the bugle boy pants and the cool shoes. My ass didn't have them because they didn't make them in my size. And we went to the store every day looking for them because my mom was a baller and she wanted me to have them and they didn't have them. And finally, when they finally came out with elastic on the side, they were so out of style that I got those fuckers and I put them on. And no, I wasn't that guy at all. So later on when I became a really, really good football and wrestler and Marine and everything else, and I got myself in shape, yeah, I was trying to live up to what I was told no to all the time. So I don't say this to be cocky, but I, and I, this is going to sound douchey, but I've been with some of the hottest women in the world, and I can't believe it every time because I'm still the fat kid in sixth grade. And, yeah, it's to I totally have some insecurities, and I'm sure when I surround myself, when I roll in in my crazy car with three or four crazy-looking girls, yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit of my insecurity saying, Fuck you, seventh grade kid who couldn't fit in the head to wear tough skins. I'm sure it's a lot of that. So that's as honest as I can be. But I try not to live that way now. But I am, I'm sure I'm making up for something that damaged me when I was young, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. So instead of like um, getting your dick wet and a bunch of other people, why don't you go to therapy? I don't even really care about fucking believe it or not. It's not my thing. I mean, I can do it, believe you me, and I've learned how. Pretty good, but... I'm more into being, being, I guess, the surrounded by people who I would rather kiss than fuck, to be honest. And people look at me and they go, what? And they want, I'm, you know, I'm big tattooed and whatever else. And they want me the dominant guy and all that, the alpha guy. And I can bring that shit harder than anybody. I know how to do it. I don't love doing it. It's a show. It's a performance. They tell me, I've been nicknamed... I have a thing where they call me Zeus at these things, and it's stupid because I'm a fat kid from New England. Don't get me wrong. I don't have any delusions that I'm that. But I can put that show on and perform, but I don't want to be that. I hate that. I'd actually rather just be the after all that happens and then come home and do the after part. That's what I really meant to. I'd rather lay on the couch and do that. So, yeah, it's, I'm fucked up like everybody, of course, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> it's what it is. You know you make, like, zero sense. Dude, I've been ridiculous my whole life. I, I understand. Mm -hmm. But so far, so good. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. I think I'm happy. As long as I think I am, I am. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Right?
Yeah, that's okay. how um, pretty, yeah, that's how it works. I have no delusions of grandeur over here, believe you me. I don't think I'm all of this said, man, I am broken. I screw up every day and I'm amazed that shit is going as good as it's going because it shouldn't have, that's for sure. All right, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> More like Hugh Beaumont, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Man, we've been done for about 20 minutes. I drank the whole bottle, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Well, <laughs> I do appreciate you sharing. My greatest wish is that the microphone was not hooked up for this whole <laughs> Anyway. It's still going. <laughs> And if it wasn't, I'd make you do this all over again. I'd say it's a wrap. I'm jumping off the patio of the night. It's over. All right. But I do appreciate you. I can't appreciate wait to you too. Bring You're you a gem. Thank on. you. That's it. I'm never coming back. All right. I'll find more things. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> all right. Thank God. I got nothing else to say. I've dug my grave. Lovely. So. What seemed to have ended on good terms, honestly, what so many thought he and I were, two people who truly cared about each other, who truly respected each other, well, that was proven so absolutely wrong. You had just heard how he poured me this glass of straight tequila. At dinner, I had ordered a martini as well, so... When we left dinner, we were chatting in the car ride back to his place and he made comments regarding how this was a date and how basically he was going to prove that he doesn't see me platonically. We get to his place and we start recording. He pours me the double as you guys all heard. I mean, it was legit like a double rocks glass. I don't even know who could drink all of that without getting absolutely drunk. I had two sips of the drink during the recording and once it was finished, like me and him literally just sat down there and started talking. So I had another sip. He's literally seen me drinking this stuff. Like he's literally, he knew I was starting to drink it because I didn't know what was going to happen after we recorded. The discussion that we had in the car led me to think that like I wasn't wrapping up and going home. So then he gets this text message from one of his crew and he reads it to me. It's some bullshit about how brave and powerful his message is and basically how what they have is real love because of their openness or whatever. So he finishes reading me the text message and then we go back into like finishing our conversation where it left off in the car and then he gets a phone call and he answers the phone call and he's telling someone where to park. And I realize one of the Rock of Love rejects is there. So I finished packing up and we walk down. And it is the most awkward walk down to my car because we normally hold hands. And we haven't acted platonically anytime we've hung out. And so suddenly we are like all business, friendship. He's asking me about guys suddenly. Like these are conversations we normally don't have. The way things were being acted out are not how they normally are acted out. We get down and we're almost to my car and I hear someone talking. He's saying something to me. She thinks he's talking to him. Then I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm going to have to meet her. 
So then I'm thinking, he's not going to do this to me. He won't do this to me. He won't. So then it happens. I have to meet her. And he introduces us and she's telling me like this. I just was so annoyed because I'm like, I don't want to like, I don't even know. I'm so flustered. Like seriously, I ended up having to meet someone, another woman that's like old enough to be my mom. And it just bothers me so much. Like I'm looking at her face and I'm like, what in the actual hell? Like what in the actual hell? So then she like informs me that she's listened to my podcast. Sidebar, look lady, like my target audience is not my grandma. Okay, thanks. Anyway, he walks away with her and he's holding her overnight bag. So clearly this was something that was planned. I just sat in my car and I was like, the mother effer. What the hell was that? I had just taken a drink of the drink he poured me when she called. I could be like impaired for all he freaking knows. I could be like, I could be in danger of getting a DUI or something like that. Luckily, I was not. But like the point is, he poured me this huge drink, a drink that would have gotten anyone drunk knowing that she was coming and knowing I would not have stayed, and knowing that would make me really uncomfortable, and knowing, just knowing all the things, and it just was like such this slap in my face, and made me realize where I stand with him, how I matter to him, who I am to him, and I just, I don't want to meet who he's sleeping with. I don't want to meet these people. Like, the actual disrespect for me, my safety, my feelings... It's literally altered forever how I view him. And I honestly spiraled for a little bit there in my thoughts and in my anger and disappointment in him. And it took a lot out of me and it made me question so much. And I did reflect a lot on this podcast and I've taken my time, reevaluated things, and there's going to be a lot of changing going on around here. I know I just took this like mental break, um, but I'm going to take a season break. I have so many incredible interviews lined up. I think that it's going to end up adding so much value. And I think y'all are going to be in for some major treats with these ones. So in the meantime, I will be recording and interviewing and preparing. So come July, when I come back for season two, I will have just all the episodes ready for you guys and more interviews happening. So I will have things batch recorded. Um, so I can just keep going because I do want to do season break season, like season one, season two, season three type things. In the meantime, I will be hosting a room every Thursday night on clubhouse where we will be talking about tales of fails, but in a very interactive way that I think is going to be really cool and really fun. And I'm so excited. So you need to find me on clubhouse. I'm Tiana Melissa there and let's have some fun during this season break. When I come back for season two, it's going to be better. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be more purposeful and I'm so excited So the whole purpose of today's episode was to wrap up season one, let you know that I'm still having my real life fails. And this is, this is real. Like these stories are real. This life is real. 
and I have real emotions, real feelings, real struggles, and I hope you continue joining this community that I'm trying to build. Yes, I understand I joke that it's a community of failures, but it's a community that I love and I value and I treasure, and I'm so excited for the future and what's to come. Thank you so much for listening to this up and down season. I don't want to call it a failure, but it's definitely been a growth. It's been full of changes, full of different surprises, full of sadness and frustration and anger and heartbreak and, you know, but I think it's going in the right place now. And I think that everything is aligning with my ultimate goal was for this. And so I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being part of Team Failures. Thank you so much for the excitement you guys have shown me and the feedback that you've given me. And thank you for tuning in and listening. It's really meant so much. Um, I really am putting myself out there with this and I'm so excited. So with that, stay safe, stay smart, and try not to fail too hard.